one. Hello, and welcome to Coffee's Chicks and Cash, the podcast. I am your host, Danielle McCarthy. Joining me again today for our daily shot of money is Ashley McNeely. Today, we're going to be talking about rollovers. This is a big term that we kind of hear a lot and we don't understand it. Maybe we don't know what it does. It's a pretty cool little thing. But before we get started, I want to remind everybody that Coffee's Chicks and Cash, the podcast, was created for women who desire to take control of their financial future, expand their financial knowledge base, become competent, and feel competent regarding money and all things financial. It is also designed to educate women about their relationship with money in a relaxed environment and build a community of women who support one another as they strive for financial success. Ashley, as always, welcome back. Thank Talk you. Thank you. Rollovers. So rollovers are something that not a lot of people know about, but more people should know about, hence why I'm here. So typically, a rollover is exactly what it sounds like. It is moving money from one place to another. So I'm going to give you an example to explain how a rollover works. Let's say you had a past job and you had a 401k. When you left, you left it there. Then you, you know, decided to open up maybe an IRA, which we talked about a few episodes ago. Mm -hmm. So you reach out to your former company and say, hey, I've got this chunk of money. I'd like to put it into my IRA. They say, sure. Now there's some rules. They have to match. If it is a traditional 401k, it has to go into a traditional um, IRA. A Roth has to go into a Roth. We'll talk about conversions later. That's for another episode. But uh, right now, the most basic is they have to match. So same to same. Then you have a limited amount of time to get it from point A to point B. You have 60 calendar days. And then that 60 days, you can move that money from the 401k to the IRA, and you don't have to pay taxes on it. Because if you heard my conversation a few episodes ago, if you take any money out of your 401k before you're 59 and a half, you can be penalized on it. This is one exception to that rule. There's several, but this is one of them, and it's the most common one. So if you, within that 60 days, if you get the money moved from point A to point B, you do not get penalized. The reason why that 60-day window is so, is so important is most of the time, Whoever held that 401k is going to send you a check. Very, very rarely are they going to digitally send that money to whoever's holding the IRA. So it is your responsibility. And that's where a lot of people can get caught up. You get the check, you stick it on the front of the fridge, you forget about it. And 59 days later, you're scrambling to overnight this check to the financial institution because the financial institution has to receive it by that date. Now it can be postmarked prior because as we know right now with everything with COVID, the mail is a little slow. Mm -hmm. So if you're, um, if let's say December 1st is your 60 days and you postmarked it on uh, November 25th, but because of the holidays, it got delayed and it didn't get to the institution until December 3rd, you're still okay because the institution will scan in your envelope and literally send that to the IRS and say, look, they made the date. Please do not penalize this person. Right. And it's a great way to get some possible growth with your 
money because it may just be sitting there. And when you get it into your IRA or whatever vehicle it's going to, that's when you talk to your financial professional and say, okay, now what do I do with it? So it's very underutilized. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but people do, it's a great way to, you said, and also just to consolidate your money. You know, maybe you've had several jobs and you've got $300 here and $200 here and $1,000 there. If you pull it out, you're going to get penalized. If you wait till you're 59 and a half, you're not going to remember it's there. Mm-hmm. And then if the company goes under and it's sitting in that 401k, it's gone. Yep. It's gone very, very, very rarely. Can you get that money back? So it doesn't have to be the day after you start a new job, but if once you're settled, it's definitely a good way to make sure all of your money is in place. One of my very first episodes, I said, make sure you know where your money is going. This is one of those instances. Make sure you know where that money is because there's nothing worse than losing money. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if it was, you know, you had a match, you had free money that the company gave you. Right. You know, so be aware yep. of those dates. If you don't know how to do it, any financial institution can talk you through it. They will provide you with the paperwork. So don't Google it because every financial institution has its own paperwork with its own yes. barcode at the bottom. Yes. So don't Google it, but call your financial institution. If you don't know who to call, reach it to a financial professional. They can help you from there. Yep. And so just remember that qualified money has to roll over into a qualified fund. So like she said, Roth into a Roth. Um, 401k can go into your IRA. It can also go into a fixed indexed annuity. Mm -hmm. There are multiple opportunities for money to roll over into different um, financial vehicles. Again, that's something for you to discuss with your financial professional that you know, like, and trust, and that they're getting, that are answering your questions to a point of satisfaction. And if they're not, get a second opinion. Do not attempt to roll over by yourself. This can be very harrowing. If you don't know what you're um, asking, if you're not understanding, I was working with a client, um, had to bring in um, a mentor of mine to help us because it just was not making sense what that financial institution was telling us. And then what ended up having to happen was we had to pull it completely out into a check form for the client, help that client get it pulled out into a check form, then make a decision because of the way that financial institution did stuff, they wouldn't tell you what was what, who was who, and and how was how. So again, that's where it pays to one, educate yourself, hence the reason for the podcast, and to working with a financial pers- uh, professional that you know, like, and trust. Ashley, as always, I am so ever grateful for your help and support on this because this is so much needed and I can't wait to see where you take us next and we'll talk yes. to you next episode. Talk to you next time.